Oh, there you are. Nice. You, I, I, yeah, I had my video off. Your, your video <laughs> came on as soon as we said record. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Meant to be. <laughs> All right. So what is it you're drinking again? Uh, bullet bourbon. Bullet bourbon. Bullier. Bullier bourbon. I don't. I actually don't know what it's called. I call it bullet bourbon. It could it's probably what the Americans call it. They don't like words that aren't phonetically correct. I don't like Americans. words that aren't phonetically correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, maybe. Yeah. Where Where um, are you right now? I'm in Calgary. What are you doing? The Blackfoot Inn. Fine institution. This Blackfoot Inn. <laughs> I actually really like it. I don't really like standard hotels normally, but shout out to Blackfoot um, Inn. Yeah. Can they sponsor nice. this? Gosh. They want to, absolutely. Great institution. <laughs> and I'm drinking a single malt scotch by Octensho Shan. I don't know. I don't know. That what is it's called. You've you've heard about it before though? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Achtenshan. A U C H E N T O S H A N. Yeah. Sounds German. It <laughs> But Scotch has to be from Scotland, right? That's the word. That's the, whole deal. That's the word on the street. Just yeah. There's this Japanese stuff that's like r- really good. I tasted some of it at Trackside at the local liquor store here. The good one. Okay. Shout out to Trackside. No, no, no. Let's get that sponsor. <laughs> what we're doing Trackside is we're just fishing liquor. for sponsors. That's the whole point of this go. episode. <laughs> we got whiskey. We got bourbon. Go. We got hotels. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Vegas is Vegas is gonna come knocking. No, but that um that uh that Japanese scotch, scotch in quotation marks. This is really good, but yeah, they can't call it scotch. It's on the scotch shelf. It just says like single malt whiskey, which is what they call single it in Scotland whiskey. too. They just call it whiskey because yeah, because it's it's we're in Scotland. Scotland. Assumed, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know that's funny, and you know what? I should introduce you for for our guest. This is everybody. This is Kyle Hodgman. My name's Matt. Matt B. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know today's going to be a great episode because we're ditching. We're ditching, we're Lance Bassing, as it were, <laughs> Maddie B, for an yeah. episode here. We're getting Tarek and Kyle Hodgman on the podcast. You, Kyle? you can be Lance Bass. I'll be AJ from uh, Backstreet Boys, and we'll create a super crew. Oh, man, that would be a super crew. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, Kyle is uh, a friend of mine. And he is, you know, former band member. He is currently a, I don't know if I should, I'm getting this right. You are a graphic artist slash designer. But more than that, you are the full deal marketing plan. I don't know how to, what's the title? What's the best way to describe your business? Oh, I color pictures. Oh, okay. Right, right. <laughs> Freehand or... Yeah, whatever. Like, guaranteed in the lines. Yeah. Guaranteed. Well, <laughs> if you want it to be in the lines. But if you right. don't, then, then we don't we don't have to use them. <laughs> nice. Crayola <laughs> only or you go off brand sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't, you, can't, you can't mess with that quality. You gotta, you gotta shout shout Crayola. out to Crayola. Another sponsor opportunity <laughs> from Crayola. Yeah, no, just I, I just call myself a graphic designer. Uh, I don't know. There's a million terms out there, and it kind of just depends on what role I'm playing. Well, like as a freelancer, I just I do everything. I make pictures. Totally. Because I mean, and the thing I guess I wanted to differentiate is is you know a graphic designer in my mind is you know they'll help you make your logo and and get a consistent design language across your mediums. 
but you know you do more than that in terms of you provide marketing strategies so that beyond the design language being consistent it's like this is how you should write and this is how you could you can't you do provide that sort of thing yeah right well i don't i don't know how to separate the two i mean maybe some people do or maybe i'm just like super picky um i don't know but i kind of just feel like like all the artwork it's all all the visual communications all the pictures that you make the whole branding message like it all just it all is so closely tied to like marketing and like like even business strategy and all that stuff so i like i don't know how to separate them and in general i mean i've worked with a few guys where they actually have a strategist brand strategist hired and then i work with the brand strategist and we come up with pictures and i'm getting the like goals set by the brand strategist and then i make the pictures to make that happen but most of the time um that's not the case especially with smaller businesses so um i you know end up wearing both hats Right, because I sense, well, I, I want it to work. I want it to be good. So Absolutely. you need you need Maybe. to set goals. It's not just a picture that you like, and then now that represents your company. Like it has bigger impact than that. So it just yeah. it just goes hand in hand. Totally, totally. That makes sense. And I mean, all that to say, this is Scott Hodgman. He's going to be my co-host slash guest um, on the podcast today slash longtime listener. Right from the beginning, since the beginning, man. One of the first fans, one of the first followers, one of the first subscribers. So <laughs> you can tell. Pretty exciting. Do your do your analytics listening. show? Oh, Kyle's listening again. <laughs> That'd be great. I love that. <laughs> the Kyle Hodgman button. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I just wanted to introduce you first off. Get back to the Scotch. I was just having dinner actually, um, and I was listening to my coworker tell me a story about it's the saddest story. <laughs> She um, gets her husband a nice bottle of liquor every year. She says, not much of a drinker, but when he does drink, he likes to drink something good. And and the, the crux of the story is that she bought him a $400, and this is where it was confusing for me. She said, bottle of scotch made in like some special cask from the south of France. And I was like, oh, this is falling apart for me. <laughs> I thought scotch only came from Scotland. Well, maybe the barrel's um, from France. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what it could mean. be. I don't know. Either way, I mean, yeah, maybe that's what it was. That's so Scotch should be from Scotland, though, and that's totally you're right. Um, that's totally what it should be. Either way, they, their their son like snuck into their liquor cabinet and like drunk it all one night with his buddies. Oh no! <laughs> and, and he went to drink it for like a Christmas event, and then it was just water. He like filled it up with water. No, it was the saddest that's story. That's oh, some like because... '80s John Hughes coming of age movie right know, there. Right, it's the saddest story too because she's like, I'm sure he just got super drunk just doing shots, and I was like, even if he drank it all, but he was sipping it, and he was like, it was so good. I'm sorry, I didn't know you had a special reason for it, but I loved it. That'd be one thing, but he just oh. was just getting drunk with his friends on a $400 bottle of scotch. That's cold. <laughs> Which is insult to injury. Oh, man. Oh. <sighs> At least we're just getting to enjoy ours. Um, coming off the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, what'd you do? Got any, well, what I did. Not much. You know, we had some family down, obviously, for Turkey Day. Um, we took a lot of pictures. I don't know about when your family gets <laughs> together, but... 
man, our Britney's family gets together. We take a lot of pictures, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that, but <laughs> it's just the, the way it goes, you know. Maybe it's because there's, maybe that's a little sexist to me to say, but I'm going to say it anyways, because in Britney's family, there's two two girls, her and her sister, and then her mom, <laughs> and, then, and then there's her dad and me, right? And so the, the girls kind of, we do what they want to do, in a, in a way. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for saying all that, but... It's the truth. <laughs> we have your sexism on record. <laughs> on record. On record. I may regret that someday, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so not a lot of pictures, a lot of hanging out. Played, we went bowling, actually. Oh, nice. Um, here's a local business that I don't mind throwing under the bus and saying, you know what, they need to go see Kyle Hodgman to get their, get their shit together is Panorama Lanes. So <laughs> not sponsored by <laughs> No, we will refuse that sponsorship because that is a Bush League operation, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, only only bowling alley left in town because it's a bowling alley and Medicine Hat definitely did not need two. Um, but on their website, they have a deal on Sundays, every Sunday. It's uh, pizza and food or whatever and bowling for a lane of six people for $48. It's on their website, clear as day. Brittany calls literally as soon as the place opens on Sunday at one o'clock and says, Hey, we'd like to book in for that deal. And he's like, Oh, I don't have any pizza. What? <laughs> it's like, dude, it's one o'clock on a Sunday. How do you not have pizza? Sold out. He's like, yeah. So, um, we're like, okay, well, what do you got? And we don't really want pizza anyways. And he's basically, what it came down to is he's just like, well, no, I don't have any pizza. So I'm just charging full price. <laughs> You're like, What? what? what kind of rookie like oh, give us man. something in return or give us a discount you know what i mean like we're, it's like fifty dollars now there's two dollars more for no, that lane for no pizza for no pizza <laughs> and on the website it's their pizza night like they have like different nights of the week sunday's pizza night tuesday's or wednesday's wings tuesday's toonie tuesday and it's just like the old guy is just gruff and and does not care because what are we gonna do leave you know what I mean? We came all the way down here, and there's no other bowling alley for us to go to. Not that, you know, that was a real deal breaker. I just never plan on bowling in Medicine Hat ever again. Just, <laughs> I mean, just the principle of it drives me That's nuts. That's so like weird. That, you know, uh, drives me nuts. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, how was your Thanksgiving? I know you had uh, your folks come down, right? Yeah, yeah. My parents came down from uh, Saskatchewan, the motherland. Yeah, <laughs> the motherland. It's where it's where I came from. Um, My motherland. It's cold like Russia. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it anymore. Like whenever I go back home in the winter, it's too cold. cold. I can't handle it. But I can't handle the summers here. Like it's too hot. So I'm screwed. Um, Mm. Yeah, my parents came down. On Saturday, we actually went to a wedding. Oh, yeah, right. A wedding on Thanksgiving weekend. Right, okay. Yeah. But for catering at the reception, we had turkey dinner. Oh, cool. So we got two. And it was good. Like, on, the food was good. Theme. Very nice. I know, right? <laughs> like, if you're going to have a wedding on Thanksgiving, you just have to go for it. On theme. On yeah. theme. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, we hung out in Elkwater for the day. That's where the wedding was. Okay. Went to a uh, local provincial park. Yeah, yeah. Farther away. And we <laughs> shout out to Camp Cookhouse. If you're hearing this, you could sponsor this. Oh, I, love they, camp. I do love camp. Oh man, it's so good. So every season they do uh like for whatever the occasion is, they do a meal for that, right? Like so for Thanksgiving they have like they make like a special menu for Thanksgiving dinner. We didn't get the dinner because we were going to the reception, but they had like drink specials and stuff. And they had homemade apple cider with a shot of bourbon in it. 
and oh, it was man. so good. Well, I mean, like oh. everything they make is delicious, but good. Uh, good. so I'm like, I'm gonna have Whew. to. So I immediately looked up like uh, apple cider <laughs> recipes. I'm how like, how, how can I make this for the rest of the fall? Because it was just knocking my socks off. It was so good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I love. Maybe this is gonna sound super lame, but I actually really love. Like themed drinks, you know, like it's fall, oh, yeah. so we're drinking apple cider and bourbon. Oh, yeah. I love that. Or like, you know, last, you know, we made egg. I made eggnog last yeah. year, right? And I, oh, I so thought good. that was cool. I just love the idea of a drink based on a theme for some whatever reason. I know, right? As lame as it sounds, it's it like does it. my version of a pumpkin spice it's pumpkin spice latte. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, on cool. Sunday we just hung out with uh, my parents. Cool. Um, and, so did you uh, did you cook any of that Thanksgiving meal or what? Yeah, so you I, have like a Kyle Hodgman special. That's like your thing. You no, make? it was more like a Jamie Hodgman special. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, but so we did um, a joint Thanksgiving dinner with my parents and my brother's wife's family. Right, right. Yeah, so they came brother, over too. Yeah, so it was not even your in laws. Yeah, my brother's in laws. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I like them. It was good. Yeah. We did photos. Totally. We did family photos. Nice. Joint family photos. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, and <laughs> Jamie made like this. Well, I helped her. I'll take a portion of the credit. Pin- I like it. Pinterest can take the majority of the credit. <laughs> we made like, yeah, nice. this really awesome, like yam and Brussels sprouts and pecan and. All in cranberry one like side it was like all roasted together it was so good oh wow and this That's like, like every side put together i know it was so <laughs> good and this um like pumpkin dessert that my wife's mom always makes and we weren't there so we were like kind of bummed that we weren't gonna have that dessert so we we're like okay we got to get the recipe we're gonna make oh, it man. and we did it. it on. yeah so that was, like it. the that next was, generation that was thanksgiving <laughs> perfect you know i actually saw your sister-in-law um on sunday and she was i was giving a hard time i was like it's a big deal you're cooking this turkey you need to take this seriously she crushed she it yeah yeah it was, was delicious because really <laughs> it was the first turkey because they got married earlier this year and now they're like okay thanksgiving's at your house prepare the turkey <laughs> uh, so that's good no that's good. i'm glad it went well they crushed it it was good nice well it's always good to get together with family over thanksgiving and, and hang out you know what's always funny to me? In movies, it's always like, ah, oh, Thanksgiving, weird uncle comes over and we just fight. Why do we even do this? But it's like, I don't know. It's never been that. I mean, maybe I'm just lucky. It's just yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's definitely like, like a solid stereotype right now. Yeah, it's like, like Thanksgiving, movie, the family trouble. comes over, everyone fights. You get super political and religious and disagree on mm-hmm. everything, and then you mm-hmm. leave upset. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, why do we even do this? This is such a waste of time. And it's like, yeah, we'll talk. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like we don't talk about anything. We maybe get heated and talk about real things, and then you just move on because it's just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, I mean, actually, we didn't really get into it this Christmas. Not that we, like, always get into it on the holidays or whatever, but, like, if you, like, you know me, I have all mm-hmm. I have all the opinions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I get it. I get it from my mom. Oh, okay. And so, so, and so okay. does my brother. And, and so, so like, when all three of you were there, well, oh, like man. it's pretty much a whole family except my dad. He's so chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's always enough. there'll always be a topic, and it will sound like we're all furious with each other. If you were like an outsider listening in, you'd be like, <laughs> "This family's falling apart," and we are like, we are not mad 
at all with each other at all. We just get loud. Yeah, that's good. It's important to be able to <laughs> but we, discuss things, we'll say. Yeah. With volume. <laughs> Even we just discuss them with volume. That's all we do. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, and it's always good. Like it's not – we're never like actually – like we're legitimately not mad at each other. But that's okay. just like kind of like the classic, at least from my perspective. That's what happens on every holiday. I think we need to start picking our topics before we go home though and be like, all right. Like set it up. What's going to be the topic <laughs> this Christmas? What are we going to do? Prepare opening arguments. Yeah, prepare. Have two minutes, and then you'll have another two minutes for rebuttal. Okay, here we, yeah, go. Here we go. I got a cork board on the wall, brainstorming controversial ideas to bring up at Christmas. <laughs> oh man, I love it. You know, sometimes it makes it more interesting though, instead of just the small talk, right? Uh, hey, what's new with you? Not much. Right? Well, we all. I mean, we talk. We talk. A, we're close enough. I feel like. Was it politics? Was it religion? Was it? Oh, it's it's always it's always religion. It's always Christianity and some weird little nook or cranny that probably doesn't right, really right. matter that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it wasn't about the Energy East pipeline getting canceled last week. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't care. No, I mean, Saskatchewan I, a lot. I okay. totally care, but we don't fight about it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> For those of us not in Canada, that is a very important pipeline across the country that got canceled last week by the company deciding to build the pipeline. And it's very, very controversial here right now in Alberta, at least, and probably Saskatchewan. But anyways, um, so Kyle, wanted to talk to you about, well, you know, I want to get into the pop culture minute here in a second. Sweet. But I figure this ties in nicely. Let's talk about what it was like being in a band, right? Like I mentioned earlier, Kyle was the drummer in a punk rock band for how long were you in that band for? And tell us the name of the band, how long you were in the uh, band for. Yeah, it was the the band was called The Social Threat, mm-hmm. which is a perfectly appropriate punk name, but isn't appropriate totally. for anything else. Okay. Except for like maybe like a party crashing service. Nice. We'll, we'll, we'll threaten your social. Um, and if the listeners remember caleb motts the conspiracy theorist he was our bass player minimalist and the minimal he's trying to rebrand himself yeah he is trying desperately (laughs) (laughs) i'll make him a logo i'll talk i'll talk some strategy with him talk some brand strategy (laughs) (laughs) he was the bass player i was the drummer and my brother was the guitar player yeah and we were like we're i would say we were Digging in and trying hard for about five years. I think starting in like 2009. And then, yeah, really giving her for, for those five years. That's awesome. Yeah, I recorded a couple EPs in a full length and toured all over Western Canada. And tried to be out on the road every weekend and didn't have any fans. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have fans. I have the album on my phone. Oh. I do. I do. Thank you. I am... Um... And, and it's available for download and purchase on iTunes, on Play Music, on Spotify, wherever you get your music, really. Yeah. The social Threat is, is available for download. But what was it? Like, how did you guys decide, let's start a band? Because I think that's the thing that there's so many people who are like, man, this is fun. I love just we should totally be in a band. Buddies. We should start a band. It's like the, what is it, from How I Met Your Mother, the five words that every, <laughs> every man says, we should buy a bar. I can, we should start a band. I can we jump should. that bar. <laughs> yeah, I can jump that bar. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah, and that's totally that's totally what it is, right? And so, 2009, you and Caleb and you know, your brother's name is Wade. 
hope that's okay for me to say his name. Well, I mean, Anyways. we put it on the internet when we had our website and stuff. I'm sure he's oh, totally, cool with it. Totally. <laughs> if you're and in so, a band, man, you have to be point. okay with about the band. publicity. Right. Um, you guys were like, hey, let's start a band and then let's let's make a go of it, hey? Yeah, I don't know how it started. Like me and Wade, like we always mm-hmm. played music growing up. Um, just like in church and stuff. And then when we were in high school, we started a punk band then. And then Who's right your bass player then. Uh he's a buddy named John Zacharias, who actually lives in Medicine Hat now too. Oh cool. Uh, which is kinda coincidence. And we had a buddy in Calgary who played guitar with us. Nice. Um and we like uh, we did that for probably like three, four years. And like we tried too hard and took it way too seriously. We got so far, and, but in the end. And then it just, <laughs> just ended. I went to Bible school and it was just over. And uh, so when I was done that, we moved to Medicine Hat. Um, Wade still wanted to play music. So he he moved here too. And we were, we just started jamming and writing stuff. We were like, we were just doing like acoustic sets at Starbucks every Thursday. <laughs> just to That's like, awesome. just to do something. So, who would write most of the music? Would it be you or Wade? Or you guys do it together? Yeah. Um, we are process changed like a whole bunch over the years it was at the beginning i'd say it was a lot it was always a joint effort but i would kind of write the lyrics which meant i would write the melodies and then we'd kind of put the music the rest of the music to that um and i don't i feel like there's not like a real right way to do it it's just like kind of what's organic and i don't know so i would write like i wrote all the lyrics on all of our stuff with Mm -hmm. contributions from the rest of the guys. But, um, you wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah. Which is weird because Wade's the one who has to sing them all. Like, I don't have to sing any of them. Uh, just do background writer. Yeah. And half the time he doesn't even know what I'm saying because my lyrics can get weird and metaphorical. (laughs) Hmm. Um, and then is it like that process is, is that just like super, what's the word you know is that just super cathartic or you know that's just where you love to be like writing that music or is it performing or is it yeah for me and that's like i think that's the weird thing and the thing i learned is like i liked the playing part like that's just what i liked and i would prefer to play stuff i made up which means we're writing we're just going to write our own songs but i didn't like Looking back, I don't know. Maybe I did then. I don't know. That's like it was like my least favorite part about being in a band is actually writing the songs. I just wanted something to play, and right, I wanted right, that okay. thing to play that I was playing to be ours. So it meant it just meant writing. Um, but I liked I liked just like being out on the road playing drums for ten people, um, and yeah, just getting at it. Which is weird that that's what I. That was my favorite part of the process. Um, yeah, so oh, back yeah. to how we kind of like got together. Like me and Wade were were playing again once, just jamming together, trying to write some punk songs and seeing what we could okay. do with them. And then Caleb moved to town um, a year after we did, and we just roped him in. Like we found out, <laughs> we found out he played bass. We didn't give him a chance. <laughs> so just an instant connection with you and waiting with Caleb. Hey. Well, he played bass in a band before, like in high school too. Okay. And so we're like, cool, you play bass, you're in a band, like you're going to play in our band. <laughs> that we, <laughs> we just, we just roped him in. Yeah. And then we just worked hard. 
I love it, man. Because you guys, you guys were touring regularly. You had a tour bus, yeah. right? You had all the shenanigans that come with having being on tour and having a tour bus, and you know, um, I don't know how was that because you were the only guy married at that point, and I should say that you were married the whole um, time, the entire time, and you yeah. were the only one. And so Jamie, would she travel with? It? Jamie's your wife. She would travel with the with the the band, or yeah, sometimes when she could. Um, yeah. Like we weren't, yeah, we were definitely not opposed to that. Like. I don't know. Maybe some bands have a rule about no girlfriends or no spouses and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I, I like my wife. She can come. Yeah, I, I want to hang out absolutely. with her. I, mean, I don't know. The band. I, I don't know if she wanted to come, but <laughs> we wanted her there. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh Fair enough. man, number one group or yeah, number one fan at least. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, and then That's... we just, for the most part, it was just around Alberta, Saskatchewan, and we just like kept on playing a loop and trying to get reps in and build a little bit of a base and just get good at what we're doing and for the most part it was just for the love of playing music but yeah we just we just did it because we liked it which is good because no one else likes punk so <laughs> someone has to like it and it might as well be me you're talking about everybody loves blink 182 that's the same thing right yeah why not <laughs> I like a big insult to punk, yeah. punk rock music for, no, for no, they're, no, they're not an insult. We love, we actually, we love their music. Oh, good. Uh, good, good, good. We're not near as good. Like it's, it would be a thing to aspire to to sound like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know you guys came up with the uh, no coast, no punk coast. Rock. Punk I know rock. you guys all have that tattoo, right? I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I'm the one who doesn't. Oh, just Wade and Caleb. Yeah, I know. So that's NCPC, and it's like yeah, it's like a not a cross, but a plus sign, I guess. Yeah, that like that like hardcore X with the letters. NCPC, yeah. NCPR, which is, I mean, because you guys are from Alberta and Saskatchewan, yeah, and um, yeah, no coast punk rock. I love it. (laughs) It's just a rip off (laughs) because everyone else like East Coast, Left Coast, West Coast, whatever. Our favorite band growing up was MXPX, and they called their stuff Left Coast Punk Rock. So we're like, oh, okay. No Coast see, Punk see, Rock? <laughs> we're not that clever. <laughs> we just we just repurpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Now, being on tour, was that, is it is it tough or as fun as, like, on TV, they make it look super fun. Like, you just hang out, you drive all day, and then you hang out the next night. Is, is it a really good time? Uh, it's what you make it. Yeah, <laughs> there there are times where we were so grumpy about being out playing shows, and there are times where we were just like loving it. And then there's times where it's just normal. Like there's this dive bar in Calgary on Seventh Verns. It's just okay. basement. It's a hole. We love it. Like, the first time we played there, we were like, what are we doing here? Like, the stairwell smells like piss, and, like, it's so, there's stuff dripping from the ceiling, and you don't want oh it to, like, gosh, land on right. you because you think you'll get a disease. It's awesome. <laughs> no, actually, like, I make it sound like That's it's bad. Actually, like, I think I've been there. I think I've been there. It's they, have, the, like, uh... they have, like, busted symbols, like, bolted to the whole wall where the stage is. It's awesome. Clint, the guy who works there, is rad. And okay. it's just like this divey bar, and we ended up playing there like a whole bunch. Um, and it'd always be like super late nights, and we would like just bring like cards. And I remember one night, because my wife's a speech therapy assistant, 
we were at a mall earlier that day. She bought a Mario memory game, you know, like those with those tiles and they have the matching tiles and you got to like flip <laughs> okay. them up and yep. get them to match. She bought that for like her kiddos for work. And um, we like took it into this dive bar in the middle. <laughs> we're just like sitting at a table playing Mario memory. Oh man, I love that's, it. That's tour. I don't know. It's just normal. It's just you do what you do. It's mostly it's mostly sitting around and waiting. Because you're like <laughs> you're like load in's at five or six and you get there and unload your gear and you're like, Yeah, the show doesn't start till ten and you're not on till one and you're like, Cool, I got seven hours to kill. To kill. Like geez. what am I gonna do? So you just and did you guys have yes, some, some serious fans? Like people who were like, Oh, we love you guys. Nope. Come to <laughs> no, <laughs> we got Jamie. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, we had we had wives. We we married our fans. No, that's true. We Caleb met his wife. Ma- yeah, yeah, that is band. true. Caleb met his wife because of the band. There you go. He owes everything to <laughs> social thread, really. Well, it's not like he didn't put the effort in either. He he earned it a third. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose he did. <laughs> He's gonna get pissed when he hears this. Yeah, he's going to get I remember one story. I don't know if he wants me to tell the story. I'm going to tell it anyways. Um, but he did get in a little bit of trouble because, you know, to sell the merch after the show, he maybe would flirt with the girls a little too much. And Jamie was like, you got to cut that out, man. <laughs> we are dating now, and you can't just be flirting with these girls to sell the merch anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then we got super mad at Caleb's girlfriend, wife at the time, or girlfriend at the time, whatever. No, we <laughs> didn't. We didn't really. <laughs> but our sales went way down after that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> There's this, like, oh, it's such a funny story. We're at um, DV8 in Edmonton um, before they relocated, and it was, like, it was a pretty grimy bar, too. It was pretty mm-hmm. rad. I kind of like those are the ones I liked. I don't know. They were fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just because there's no pressure. You're like, uh, it doesn't matter how well I do at all. Like you're just <laughs> like you're like it's just this it's just this dive bar. But like I don't know. I liked them. It probably wouldn't be a place before being in the social thread. It probably wouldn't be a place that I hang out. But now I like feel comfortable in those situations, in those kind of bars right, right. and stuff. And I loved it. So we're playing our set, and this dude. Um, goes up to our merch table and and my wife's working both both mine and Caleb's wives are working the merch table while we're playing and he comes up and he like wants to buy a pin like we have like you know we're a punk band we need pins so he wants to buy a pin and he's like too drunk to put it on his jacket and so he asked my (laughs) wife to like put it on his jacket for him and so your wife yeah yeah, so yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So he asked my wife to put that pin on. And so she puts this pin on on his jacket and then he like like she's they're like she reached across the table to do it or whatever and then like he like grabbed her head and then like kissed her on the forehead or something like that. <laughs> He's like pretty drunk and we're like and she's just kinda like, uh what? What do I do or whatever? And then he just takes off and he's like, you know, he's <laughs> he's he's decently drunk. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we finish oh, our set. Funny. I don't see it happening at all. I'm playing. I'm I don't know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. in my in my weird little drummer zone. Um, and then we get off off stage, and Jamie tells me 
that it happens and I'm, I just kind of like laugh at her. I'm like, that's, that's super funny. And but like, but which guy is it? <laughs> Slight, slightly jealous, yeah. slightly yeah, pissed. That's, that's totally funny, but, but wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but which guy is it? And she points him out and the next band started and him and his buddy are like on the floor in the middle of the room and they're like, they're skanking and moshing and stuff. And he's got a drink in his hands and he's just like kicking and stuff. And he turns around and his buddy is dancing and kicks the cuff right out of his hand, straight into his face. <laughs> and you got to watch it happen, I got to right? watch the whole thing happen. It's so good. Turns around and gets his drink kicked straight in his face. They must have been dancing pretty hard. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the guy? Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I got my revenge. That's yeah, karma so got him super fast. Get. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss my wife. That's what you get. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's like a dream a lot of people have. I mean, I'd be okay with it, too, to be in a band in that lifestyle, especially when you're in your early 20s, late teens, and you just want to travel around and play, play music, do what you love with people you really like and really like hanging out with right and so i mean i can see like that sounds awesome right <laughs> i mean you love playing the drums you love music you love that you know punk, punk rock and you just get to travel around and do that you know if you can get paid to do it even better right and so that's cool that you got to be you got to do that to live that dream for you know five years yeah it was fun i enjoyed it i missed it when it was gone like it was it's yeah. fun being out there but it's also like super weird when it's you're like, yeah, I can tell that funny story. But, like, the reality of the rest of that story is it was probably a Sunday night. There was, like, ten people in the bar, and we didn't get enough gas money to drive home. You know, <laughs> that's the other <laughs> That's the other side. Well, you're like, is, yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds, like, super great. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, never mind. I don't want to do that. <laughs> now I want to spend my <laughs> Sunday evenings. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. That's true. That's fair. And I, you know, I did get to see, I didn't know you when you were still really part of the band, but I did get to see the reunion concert you guys had yeah. at the local coffee shop last year. It was last year or the year before. Yeah. That was last year, right? So, yeah, it was a while ago. It was that long ago? Anyways. So that was cool. I got to experience the social threat firsthand. So, listeners, get on Spotify, get on Apple yeah. Music. Get on iTunes and let's download. Let's let's get them some money to pay for that gas money. <laughs> we still owe ourselves. <laughs> do you have any merch left over? Yeah, we, we sell got, some merch. We do. We got we got some merch, but it's all. Um, Did you guys patent No Coast punk, punk Rock or what? I don't know. I'm sure we could formally corp- copyright it if we wanted to. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I, all we have left are smalls and extra large shirts. And like boxes full of unsold CDs. <laughs> if you want one, come to my house. I'll give you one. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, I got like um, I got two Tupperware bins in my closet of just I use, stuff. I use a shirt for the gym. If you cut the sleeves off, I'll cut the sleeves. we got some tanks. Oh, you got some tanks? Yeah, man. Dude, I'd wear tanks all the time. Perfect. I right, get a. I'm getting a. All right. No coast punk rock or a social threat tank. Uh, social threat. Awesome. So I'm yeah. getting a social threat tank. And you guys should too. You just message. <laughs> message. And it'll either Maddie be or too or small or too big for you. Yes. <laughs> but the price is right. <laughs> Cover shipping and it's yours. Oh, man. The price is right. 
Okay, we're gonna, awesome, we're gonna see we're cool. gonna see orders go through the roof. It's gonna be nuts. You're gonna see the this the is the on iTunes or listens on Apple Music go up. This is the talk to me the, bump, hey? Talk to me bump, yeah, it's undeniable. So that's <laughs> talk to me podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page, talk to me with T and Maddie B. And just send us a message. We'll get you a social threat. New pin. We got pins? Yeah, man. We got a ton of pins. Yeah, pins, CDs, if you're still living in the 2000s. The knots, as some people call them. Have you heard that? People call the, the, the knots. The knots instead of the yachts. Oh, aughts. Is it aughts? Yeah, no, man. I said knots. Aughts. Like two, two zeros. Because it's less Double confusing. Zeros. Yeah, man. Yeah. The aughts. Yep. People back in the aughts using your CDs. <laughs> yeah. Got those. And bro tanks and t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want, we can cut the sleeves off regular t-shirts to make them gym ready. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do for that you, for you for you for all you dude bros out there <laughs> it, it costs extra to get less of a shirt absolutely we gotta find something to do with those sleeves and that's a pain <laughs> <laughs> who wants just sleeves nobody it's a it's a headband if you stretch it out yeah i guess so hey there you go awesome cool man well that fits right into our pop culture minute don't ask me how but it does <laughs> good segue Tarek. I liked it. I thought it was pretty clean. <laughs> clean transition. Um, ba, 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 ba. Wait, is there music for this or for the news? I can music anywhere I want. I think I'm going to put some music there. Now. You said that. Maybe a social threat song. Pop culture, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and we're in. Pop culture minute. Big news. Big news. Kyle, I don't think you watch Riverdale. Do you? What? Do you watch Riverdale? What? Riverdale. What show? I don't know what you're talking Riverdale. about. Riverdale! <laughs> Who's in it? Oh, Name the characters goodness. for me. I, wow. I don't know if I've heard of them. Liz Betty, Archie, Veronica. I don't, I don't know any of those people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong guest to talk Riverdale, man. Oh, goodness. I'm just saying. So tell me about Riverdale. Is it back Lord on? The street was that it wasn't going to be on the flicks. It was going to be on Netflix. That's what Maddie said. By word on the street. Turns out Netflix has sent me at least three or four emails in the last week saying, hey, Riverdale's coming. They... This Thursday, <laughs> for those of you who don't realize we're recording on a Tuesday, by the time this episode is published, Riverdale will be available on Netflix. So I will not have to illegally stream it. Gray area. Not illegally. Gray area streaming stream it. <laughs> because I am not getting the CW. Is that... It's a terrible channel. It, it has no quality content besides Riverdale. Is Gray Area <laughs> the name of the website you stream it from? Uh, it should be. GrayArea.net? <laughs> that should be the name of the website that streams stuff because it's still in the gray area. GrayArea.eu? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> .org. <laughs> They're legit. Anyways, so big. if you know if you're a Riverdale fan, you may, you may know this already, but it is on the Flex, so... Anyways, um, I did also, though, want to talk for our pop culture minute about winter and fall movies. I, um, I haven't had a chance to, to get out to too many new movies, but I love it, man. I love um, this time of year in that, you know, there's the summer blockbuster season, and then it seems to die off, you know, August, September, whatever. But then we go into the winter blockbuster season and there's a couple movies i'm pretty excited about i want to get your opinion about and i know you've got some maybe you're thinking of as cool. well so open on steal your thunder you want to go first i got a list and oh, they, you got a list and they are not going to be movies that anyone's probably heard of or like have on their radar okay i so don't you're know going for the indie route no okay. it's it's just i don't 
I'm not into like the blockbusters that are coming out this year. I don't think, exactly. man. I don't know. Man, I love the blockbusters. The only thing will get me out to the theater. It's got to be a blockbuster. It's got to cost the studio a ton of money because it's costing me a ton of money to get there. <laughs> See, I just like <laughs> going. To, I feel about it. I just like going to the movies. Like it's the thing I do yeah. when I'm stressed. I'll go to the movies by myself and like get a coffee and a bag of M and M's and go to the movies all by myself and watch a movie and like totally disappear for two and a half hours i love it doesn't matter if the movie only cost them five million dollars to create yeah well i mean like big special effects that were really expensive no well i guess like it's nice when you're in a theater and it's worth watching that movie in that environment like the sounds big and the visuals are big and it's worth it like watching mad max fury road at home is a little mm-hmm. bit of a bummer i mean it's not that movie's awesome but no, no, watching totally, watching it in the movie theater, theater movie. oh man it was great. Anyways, okay, that's past movies. Upcoming movies. Okay, this is okay. one you're going to like. I don't know if you heard no. about it. It's called Killing Gunther. Never heard Did of it. Did you look it up? Okay, Schwarzenegger. Okay. Good start. Yeah. Um, it's by Taron Killam, who I was on is. SNL. Oh. Taron Killam oh, was on it. He's actually married to Colby Smulders from... Oh, uh, yeah. No, your mother and yeah. friends with benefits or whatever. Yeah. So Taron Killam, I think, wrote and directed it. Right. It's got a couple other guys from SNL in it. It's a comedy um, in, like, that documentary style, like The Offices, a little <sighs> bit. And it's about they, they're they trying to kill Schwarzenegger. Um, I think Schwarzenegger's a, an assassin or whatever, and they're trying to like they're trying to take him out, and it's it just looks hilarious. You got to watch the trailer. You got to do. It. You would love it. Killing Gunther. Okay. Killing I Gunther. Love the, everything you've told me about it. I'm not. Oh, it's lie. like that sounds yeah, like my comedy, like in that fake documentary style. Uh, SNL guys. Yeah, Schwarzenegger not taking himself seriously. Lots of explosions. <laughs> He's Gunther. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. That I know. Good. I had no idea I what it was. I haven't even. It's not even on my list. Anyway. It's going to come out right away. Is that right? Yeah, I was Is on it a wide release. I have no idea. Like, will it come to Medicine Hat, Alberta? I sure hope so. <laughs> it better. Be like, nice. it, like it looks hilarious. I was just looking up. I was just looking up upcoming movies and going through the list and watching trailers. And I watched that and I was like, dang, I need to go watch this. Awesome. It will be big and stupid, which is right up my alley. Uh, that is definitely right up my alley as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. What else you got? All right. Um, wait, wait, wait. So well, box let's, office let's go back and success, forth. right? Box office success, you think? Not a flop? Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on how it gets pushed. Like, I feel like it's a movie that should have mass appeal because it looks like it'll be big and stupid and has, like, names that people love. Okay. Um, but, like, it all... So I think it just kind of depends on how it gets pushed. But I don't think... I don't think it'll be, like, a... It's, I don't think they're thinking it's be a blockbuster or anything okay. like that. I think but it'll just be, sense. you know, one of those middle of the road, probably in the theater for two weeks type movies that is actually worth seeing in my opinion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's my prediction. I like it. I okay. Like it. Your um, turn. Okay. So I got, I'm going to go two movies real quick okay. because you know what? You're going to, I'm going to tell you these movies and there's no reason why they can't be put together. You're going to, when you hear them, and and the thing about these movies that puts me on the fence about them is they are sequels to movies that were good but not great. You know, I don't know why they're doing sequels to them. Um, and they're sequels done in a holiday Christmas style. 
right? Okay, you so know, it's like I'm gonna say that one of them I'm gonna want to see, and okay, that's my guess. All right, okay, what are the movies? A Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> and you're gonna okay. oh, and Pitch Perfect three. No, I didn't know um, that was even coming out. Yeah. Daddy's Home too. Oh, that's gonna be awful. Uh, right, and so I don't know about these two. I like Bad Bad Moms. I thought Daddy's Home was okay. Um, as far as Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg movies go, the other guys is obviously the best one, and they should have done that one again. But anyways, um, so a Bad Moms Christmas is I don't know if you've, if anyone's seen a Bad Bad Moms, I would recommend seeing it. It's it's a decent, certainly a good renter, good time. You know, uh, a lot of tropes, a lot of simple stuff, but it's funny. It's it's lighthearted. It's it's you know what I mean. It's just enjoyable to watch, right? A Bad Moms Christmas and That Is Home too. Just feel like. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a hipster millennial, but they're just trying so hard. And it's like, just be cool, guys. Like, come on. It's just it's just, just so obvious how hard you're trying to get us to go to see this crap. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm with you. Oh, man. And so maybe, I don't know, Brittany, my, my wife Brittany really liked Bad Moms. And so we might go see a Bad Moms Christmas, but even just watching the trailer, it's like, this is so bad. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna estimate right now that both studios, whoever made these movies, are gonna regret them, and they're they're gonna be box office flops. Oh yeah, I think they'll both be terrible, and we mm-hmm. should go see Bad Moms Christmas together. Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I lo- I love Kristen Bell, man. I just, yeah, I don't know she's why. Funny, yeah, she's funny. And I, I thought uh, the the main chick. I don't remember her name. Uh, which one? Mila, Mila Kunis. Mia Mila Kunis. I think she's funny in it too. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they kind of have the same premise in that it's Christmas time in Bad Moms, and then the mom's moms come to yeah. make Christmas tougher for the moms. And then Daddy's Home 2 happens, and then the oh, dad's yeah. dads come and make Christmas right. bad for them, and it's kind of like, come on, guys. They're just, all the girls are going to go see Bad Moms Christmas, and all the guys are going to go see Daddy's Home so. 2, and then then I they don't so. have to try and nail it for both demographics. Yeah. That's and too. They, they, it's they too seem hard to cast really well for Daddy's Home. At least they've got Mel Gibson as Mark Wahlberg's dad, which is kind of cool. No right. Because ever since uh, Mel Gibson was that anti-Semite, he doesn't get to do a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> and they let him do this one, I guess. And then they got that guy from I don't even like Third Rock from the Sun. I don't know. What oh, name. is it John Lithgow? <laughs> yeah, hey, it could be. Yeah, yeah, the the older guy from, and it's like he's perfect for playing the cheesy dad for Will Ferrell. But yeah, either way. I don't think they're going to be good. So, anyways, on to you. Hopefully, you have okay. some better news for what you think. All right. So, I'll just mention one really quick that I think could be good, but I have no idea. Um, Jungle is a movie with uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Did I get the Harry name Potter. right? Okay. Yeah, and like he's just well, for it looks like he's just a dude that's traveling around and then ends up going into the jungle with a handful of guys that he doesn't know on some kind of weird adventure because he's an adventure junkie. And then it turns into like a survival movie and it's coming out right away. So I wonder if they're going to get a little like horror-y Halloween-y with it, or if they're just going to like make it like kind of like a thriller survival type. I'm not sure. Anyways, I like, I like Daniel Radcliffe or is it Nathaniel Radcliffe? I can't, I can't, no one's a band. One's an actor. I'm mixing them up. <laughs> There's a band? I didn't even yeah, know. yeah. Um, but I think he's great. Anyways, so that could be fun, or who knows. And right, I think, right. Well, I mean, he's got enough of a fan base that I think he'll get decent people checking him out, because he's still known as Harry Potter. He's probably done some stuff since, since then, but I haven't seen much out of him, you know, and so... Well, he's been doing like a handful of... He's to make his move away from that franchise. 
he's been doing a handful of indie movies, and I don't know how they've right. played out. I haven't watched them. Like there was that one where he was like playing a corpse, and I guess it was like super weird, but super like heartwarming. I can't remember okay. what it was called. It, it looked super interesting, and I never got to see it because it wasn't out at any theaters. There's like another movie that's on Netflix right now. I think it's called The F Word. He's in it too. Like no push that I knew of. Like he's just playing like these like indie movies, but I think he's a great actor. Like I like watching him. I don't know. Anyways, there you go. So the the other one, well, I mean, I got I still got more, but another one that I'm super interested in is um, they're doing a movie of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, I don't know what that is. Is that a book? Yeah, Agatha Christie. Like classic murder mystery. I know the name Agatha. Yeah, yeah. Agatha Bunch of people sure. okay. on a train. Someone gets murdered. They're all trapped on it. Got to figure out who did it. It's just Ooh. like classic murder mystery. It's yeah, got yeah. Maybe it, she was the first one to come up with that sort of scenario. She, she's one of like the. Well, I don't know if she's the first one to come up with that. Probably not. But she's like she wrote like just tons of murder mystery books. Just like an insane amount. Um, that's cool yeah so that could be good it looks like it has a really good cast so hopefully if it's like handled well it could be it could be really good um yeah nice i like it i like it uh, it'd be good to see another author get a nice big uh, thriller type movie other than uh stephen king right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one this is the one i am pumped for in this fall season um do you know the movie the room not the good one from a handful of years ago um, with Brie Larson, but the one from 2002 that is known as the worst movie ever made. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube and you could just watch it. And it is like, it's, yeah, it's, it's this movie made by this guy, Tommy Wiseau, who wanted to make a movie and no one wanted to like make his movie because it was awful so he he's independently wealthy so he wait did... wait is this the one with james franco dave franco and seth rogan heck yeah oh, so i did see a trailer for this so the original movie yeah so the movie that they're trying to make in this movie coming up is like it's called the room and came out in 2002 mm-hmm. and it is just like awful and weird and like people just love it like it's got like a cult following like people just go and watch it because it's so terrible so terrible it's like if an alien was like watching humanity watch an alien watches a movie and then tries to describe to another alien what happened and how to make it and then that alien made a movie that's what this would be like like everything's just off like it's just weird like the way people talk to each other interact you're like it just like you're like what's happening it's just weird <laughs> so the movie that's coming out right away is called the disaster artist um james yes, franco yes. james franco i believe he wrote it and directed it um and he's starring in it and it's about the making of the room and that's i hilarious. am pumped to see it Okay, well maybe I gotta watch the room and then watch the. Design I know, and that's that. That preview looked kind of funny. Yeah, and I like Dave James and Seth Rogen. Yeah, you know, the Francos and Seth—they're funny guys. Sometimes that is that's <laughs> the movie of this season that I am pumped for. Most excited about. Oh yeah, okay. it's not Thor. It's not Justice League. It's not Star Wars. It well, you know, that touches on what I want to talk to artist. next. Yeah. I know. I knew where you were going to go with this. Oh, yeah. We've got to go to blockbusters, you know. And so, I mean, 
and we can wrap this up here because it's taken longer than a minute. <laughs> um, but it's important. But there's some big blockbuster movies that are slated for this winter slash fall season um, that I'm excited about because, like I said earlier, I'm a blockbuster guy. But I want to know what you think. Like, are these going to be... Because they have some serious expectations for ticket sales for these movies. I'm going to list them. I want you to tell me which ones you think will meet those sales. Obviously, they're all going to do okay. They're going to make back their budget probably. But there's some that are going to actually meet the target because they're not... These targets are set high because these are big movies. I want you to let me know what you think. Okay? Thor, Ragnarok. That's the third Thor movie coming out. I'm excited about this one. Um, do you think it's going to make make it? It's going to be as, success, as successful as the studio is hoping? Uh, well, I don't know what they're hoping, but I think it'll do good. I think it'll, well, I think it'll do better than the last Thor. Okay. Why do you figure that? Well, I guess, I don't know. Did the last Thor do good? Because usually sequels actually do well, even though they're crappy movies because they're riding the coattails of the one before. So people are like right, Thor, right. so I'm going to watch Thor too, even though that one was awful. I didn't even see right, it. Right, I don't. Right, I don't right. care. I don't care about Thor. Uh, but this <laughs> one, enough. I feel like, is a little bit more interesting because of Hulk and their stories intertwining and stuff. So I think. Totally. So I think like that could be fun, and it seems like it's taking itself less seriously than the other ones were, Absolutely. which I. Like I feel like that's the vibe that Marvel's done better at this in this period, second wave. Is this the second wave of Marvel movies or whatever they're calling I'm it? Like sure some nerd somewhere super yeah. offended that we would suggest it's the second wave, but I think it's No, it is. Wave. It's after the first Avengers, but before the next Avengers, right? There's definitely two Avengers movies already. Oh out. right. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Maybe three. I, count, I can't remember where the line Captain is. America. Anyways, I feel like they're yeah. they're doing a better job of like it, like it never was taking itself too. Se- well, maybe it was taking itself a little too. In seriously. the first movie, I but think they it were definitely always, was a lot more serious. Yeah, but they were always like in general, they're always a little bit fun. I think this one's going to be more fun. I do like but, that. That's a good point. They did change the feel a little bit with Thor. I think in that. There's, there's been a, I don't know if you've seen any of these ads or commercials that it's Thor and he's like in Australia and he got a roommate. Oh yeah, and, I know, saw them. those are great. And they're funny, right? He's yeah. just like trying to figure out how to how to live with this roommate. This roommate's like, you gotta pay me rent, and he's like, I don't have to pay you rent. Or yeah. here, I'll give you these trinkets from Asgard. The guy's like, I can't use these for money. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and it's just like they, you know, even in the trailer, you can see that sort of similar, just, uh, yeah. just happy go lucky, sort of definitely more fun attitude that's gonna. You know, get 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 people in because it's funny, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but I like in general. I just don't care. I don't care about the like spacey or like the Thor storylines or whatever. Because here's my theory, and here's why I think I don't like them as much as some of the other ones. Like I actually really liked Spider Man. I didn't <laughs> okay. think I would, and yeah. so my theory is, um, how? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, the one with Tobey Maguire. Right, right, obviously. <laughs> from like 15 years ago. <laughs> no, so my theory is, well, at least for me and why I like or don't like them, is it's all about the bad guy. It's all about the villain and whether I feel like I can relate to their motives and actually, like, hate their actions and see them okay. as something that needs to be opposed. But, like, the more, like, cosmic it gets for me, I'm just like, cool, you're a god and you can do whatever you want and... The only thing that can stop you is another god. Yeah, I don't care. Like, 
I don't get where you're coming from. I don't like care about your motives. It just seems like, and it seems like, well, the stakes are, should be higher because it's this God that right. can destroy everything. So yeah, obviously they need to be stopped. But for some reason, I just don't care. Like, right, I, right. I, I don't think I'll care about this movie at all. I don't, I won't try and see no, it in the enough. theaters. I'll probably watch it sometime, but I like, I feel like I won't care. And I think it's cause it's the bad guy, which is like why Spider-Man homecoming was good. Like, man, Michael Keaton, he crushed yeah, it. Michael Keaton's dope. It was so good. Like, yeah. you know where he's coming from. You under, like he's like, he's an arms dealer, dealer, but he's trying to provide for his family. Like you get where he's coming from. It's like, it's that little like yeah, nebulous, good point. bad, but with like, sort of good motives but not like they're twisted and you get it like you get where he's coming from and realize that he can be stopped and it's plausible that he can be stopped and there's that tension whereas like yeah like and i i think i'm not gonna like the new avengers movies because thanos like i don't know he can break everything okay what it's else? true. I'm with you in a, in a certain extent. I watched the new Guardians of the Galaxy, and you'd probably hate it if you did watch it. But it is yep. that. It's kind of like, yeah, there's this god, and he can do pretty much anything, but it just, for some reason, doesn't string together the anythings well enough to win, which doesn't make a ton of sense. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It was funny, but it's just like, yeah, you, sometimes you just get a little like frustrated with the lack of, yeah. you know, like, he should not lose his fight ever. But anyways, um... All right. Next big comic book movie. Justice League. Justice League. Unite the League is what the trailer title says right now. What do you think? Oh, is this going to be just as big as everybody's saying it's going to be? Or are they going to be like, well, oh, it's okay. Because you know? kind of um, that one that just came out before this one was a bit of a letdown for a lot of people. And it didn't do as well as they wanted. Um, like the Batman v Superman or Wonder Woman? Yeah, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Obviously, Wonder Woman blew everybody's yeah, expectations awful. away. And it was a great film. Batman vs. Superman was a very big disappointment for a lot of people, and it didn't do as good as the box office as the studios were hoping. Do you think Justice League can come back, especially riding off Wonder Woman's coattails? Because Wonder Woman did ass, and it was just a good film. I think they increased her role in the movie. Strictly because of how well that movie did? Because of how well, which yeah. is fair, right? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this one's a coin toss. Um, what I haven't seen in the trailers yet is who the bad guy is right right they've just shown like those buggy things flying around that they're fighting right so i i feel like that's going to be the thing for me that will make it or break it and i don't know what's behind it all so i don't know if like this is gonna be i don't know if it'll be good or bad they were pulling back Zack snyder's directorial role on this one right like he Mm -hmm. had it and then they like I could be wrong. I'm I'm kind of asking you. I think that's what I heard, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, and I feel like I like Zack Snyder a little sometimes, but like I, I feel like I just don't know if he can put that story together as well as some other people can. That's so I, I kind of feel like it's how much of Zack Snyder's influences on this movie, um, who the bad guy is, but I, I feel like the DC movies have been getting a worse rap than they deserve too i agree with that yeah i agree with that for sure so i don't know this one's a this one's a coin toss Um, that's fair i think in Um, general less people would go to it than they probably will want to go to it just because of their track record whether but i don't think think the wonder woman spillover will be there no because it's not the same director 
Like, but do people care or no? I mean, I care. I just see Wonder Woman in the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's the thing that always makes or breaks it. So, like, yeah. I just I don't anticipate this movie to be anything like that movie at all. Interesting. Yeah. So no, I, don't no, I don't think it will be either. You're right. I think it'll be a coin toss. Who knows? And I've heard there's going to be a little more levity, a little bit less uh, just dr- dramatic sadness, which yeah. is, I think, will be good. But, um, you know, this will be interesting, too, because you, you may have heard that the director or producer, I don't know, Christopher Nolan, who was heavily involved in the movie, had to step away because he had a, a family tragedy. I think his daughter committed suicide, Whoa. which is awful. And so you don't blame him for stepping away. But oftentimes then you get a movie that's a little disjointed and you can feel the difference mm-hmm. when... Um, you know, they had to piece together um, another man's unfinished work, right? And you yeah. can't blame him for stepping away, but you'll be, it's interesting to see how they do that. Uh, it reminds me of um, Fast and Furious 7, actually, which was uh, not a good movie. Maybe people are upset to say that, but, it, you know, Paul Walker died halfway through filming. It made a ton of money, and I think people just wanted to go and see Paul Walker's last Fast and Furious film. But it is a disjointed mess of a movie, and I... They didn't have their star character for much of it, so huh. what can you do? What can you do? I don't know if it'll follow the same pattern, but anyways, okay. Yeah. Next big one: Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Blow <laughs> everything out of the water. Uh, it will do fantastic. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, no I question. think. I think it'll do. It's the eighth movie. Yeah. in terms of sequel, in terms of actually moving plotline forward, I guess it's definitely the tenth movie in the in the franchise, but eighth movie. If you were to go sequentially in terms of or linearly in time, I guess, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not true. Never mind. That's that's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> it would still be the tenth movie. <laughs> yeah, but it'll it'll yeah it'll it'll crush it in the box office for sure. Yeah. I again, uh, you're asking the wrong person. I don't care. Yeah, it'll crush <laughs> it. I don't. I, I like the Star Wars movies. I'm not like a big fan. Um, but yeah, I'll go see this yeah. for sure. I thought episode seven was great, but I knew it was like rehashing old ground. And then I watched the latest trailer just today for The Last, Last Jedi, Jedi. And I it looked like it was just rehashing old ground again. Absolutely. Like it it's looked a lot like when you think about it, but... it looked a lot like episode five. So I don't know if they're framing that way in the trailer so I can take it somewhere else and we can actually be surprised by something, which would be nice if trailers did that for a change. Yeah, or no or what? I don't know. But like I actually really liked Rogue One, Rouge One. <laughs> As they say. Yeah, I really liked that one and I felt like it's cuz they had the freedom to like have fun with it. I don't know, totally. but like but like 7 was just a rehash of 4 and from the trailer this looked like a rehash of 5, so I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I've talked about this on here, but you know, um LucasArts and Disney, I guess ultimately they are kind of stuck because Star Wars fans are fickle and they're yeah. stupid. They don't like it when anybody changes anything, even though it's not in the best interest of the franchise or in the spirit of what was originally done. You hear and, that, Star Wars I fans? I, I just It just frustrates me. That's the reason why we got Episode 7. That was Episode 4, version 2.0, yeah. because they hated the first the 1, 2, 3 so much. And maybe it was okay to hate them, but it's just like... All they wanted is the same movies they had when they were kids. And anything that deviates away from that is just terrible and they hate it and blah, 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 blah. Even if it is in the same spirit of what was attempted to be done in the 70s, just updated. Anyways, that's my feeling about it. Final movie. 
for the holiday season. I want to know. This is a blockbuster movie. At least they're expecting it to be. I want to know how you think it's going to do. It's a remake. Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> that was on my list, too. Mm-hmm. I think it, uh, it'll probably crush it in the box office. And really? I think so, it'll I be... Uh, it could be it could be like the family. Well, I guess Star Wars is kind of that, but it comes out earlier, and Jumanji comes out a little bit later. So it okay. could be the like family Christmas right. movie, like the one that movie like, this Christmas. you're like, oh, all the family's over. What are we going to go see? It has to be something family friendly. This could be that. Jumanji. I think it'll be yeah. funny, like The Rock. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, Jack Black and Kevin Hart. And I'm like. I just want to watch The Rock, man. Yeah, totally. I'm with you. And I would normally, I mean, The Rock is like the most bankable star in Hollywood right now, except for Baywatch. You know, that didn't that didn't bring home the box office. Hey, I liked it. I gave him my money. Hey, you know what I did too in the cheap theaters, to be fair. But, and I thought it was funny. I mean, it was exactly what I expected to be. Yeah, me too. I thought it was good. And that's what The Rock got And I enjoyed it. Talking about and it's exactly they did not mislead anyone as to what was going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you expected more than that, I don't know why. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm interested to see. I like Jumanji the original. I mean, everybody did, right? And so this will be interesting. Um, We'll see how they how they pull it off. You know, so cool. It's the pop culture half hour. The pop culture half hour. I like it. That's going to be our new thing. Um, Okay, I got the news ready, but I was hoping to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what you do now. Yeah. Independent. Self-employed. The listeners aren't bored yet? No way, man. You're self-employed entrepreneur as a graphic design. You won't give me a title. Graphic design person. And do you have a do you have a name for your business? Is it like Designs by Kyle? No, it's just it's just me. It's designs just or... Kyle Hodgman. Hodgman. I know it's super unique. I went super creative with it. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a cop out, but it's not. Um, it's actually like I didn't want to name myself anything else. I've seen a bunch of people. I, mean, I don't want to like burn anyone, but I've seen a lot of people. Just to like look legitimate, they like call their business. It's just them. It's just one person, and they call their business something else, and to like kind of increase legitimacy. And it does, like for sure, it definitely does. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do that because I kind of feel like, like you're, I don't know, in today's day and age, like personal branding goes a long way. And so I don't even have like a separate like Facebook page for just my design stuff. And maybe I should. I don't know. I just like, I mix everything together because I just, I am who I am and I do what I do. And like, I play drums, uh, like draw pictures. I like hang out. Like, so it's all mixed together. And maybe that's annoying for some people because some people want to follow the design stuff, but don't want to see my personal stuff. But I feel like it's all like, it's just personal branding. This is who I am. And like, I'm a real person designing your stuff. Whereas there are these other, like there are some freelancers where it's just, the name name of a business to kind of look legitimate and stuff. And sometimes they don't even like talk about like the personality or like the person who, who's working it or whatever. Like, and I think they hide it so that it doesn't look like it's such a small operation. You're like, yeah, we have a name, but it's just one person. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like that personality is the connection for people. Like people want to know who you are. Like for me, what I'm doing like I am just designing logos, websites, whatever, posters, albums, um, 
I'm making these things. But like for businesses, those things have an impact. So it actually takes a lot of trust for a business to come to a designer and be like, we want you to design our logo or redesign our logo. It's a risky move. It like, it's important and going to impact their business. They need to trust that person. If you're kind of hiding what that is, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're putting a barrier in the way between that connection that I think is pretty important for a person to have with their designer. And that kind of takes me to my next point. Um, Cause I wanted to talk to you about sort of how you get to like how you develop your, your designs and your product. And it sounds like it's a very personal thing based on the relationship that you have with the business or the owner of the business and how you feel the business wants to portray itself. Right. It sounds like it's more than just a, a formulaic. You put fill in the box. This is your design. This is what we're going to do. It's, it's a very much a, well, anyways, you just walk us through it. Yeah. Like someone comes in and what do they want you to do? And they, what do you get them to do? Yeah. For the most part, I usually just want to sit down and chat. Like, I think that's probably one of the most interesting things about my job is that I get to learn like a ton of things about other people's businesses and how things get done, which lets me be better at my job and like, not just make a better design for that person. But the more I know about more things, the more I know about business in general, so I can make sure that my work can accomplish the goals that need to be like need to be hit. Um, so I think that's like super interesting. Like I get to learn a lot about literally how sausage is made. I did a local sausage company town, <laughs> and I like just sat down with them and I'm like, all right, tell me about your business. How long have you been in business? Like, what do you do? What makes you guys unique? What's your competition? Like, how are things going? Why do you feel like you need to redesign now? Like I ask all these questions of like all my clients and I just want to know them because if I can get them talking, then I can get, I can hear what's important to them in their voice pretty quickly. Like, I mean, like I'm talking about my business. You can see what I'm excited about. I can get you talking about your business. I can see what you're excited about. Then I can make sure that what I'm designing meets your goals. And I can tell it's gonna, because I know what you're pumped on. Interesting. Yeah. So I, that's how it always starts. I just want to like sit down and chat and get to know, get to know them and get to know what they're excited about us and what their business does and how that happens. Um, it's, it's all that. Like at the end of the day, yeah, like I kick out a picture um, and it can be a logo that represents your company for hopefully the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, or it might just be a poster that lasts a week, you know, but for me, I want to, it's always about like accomplishing a goal. It's all, right, it, like, right. it's just, it's just communication. I'm just using mm-hmm. pictures instead of words. At the end of the day, all this is, is communication. Right. It's nothing crazy. Like people get, like and maybe it's because it's can be so closely related to art that people well, maybe I mean, take it too seriously or get possessive. So and I do I that hear too. What you're saying about communication, but it's like this color communicates this thing, or the way yeah. that I design this communicates this thing. But it's like it's hard to think of, you know, because those are the things you you recognize when you see them, but you don't recognize them openly. You yeah. don't recognize them. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I think when that line does that thing, I think of a masculine strong whatever independent logo and yeah. then when it does this thing i think you know what i mean it's not that explicit right yeah so. so i did this design for this company um and the concept of the logo 
they're, they were, they were selling gourmet foods. Okay. Um, and so the concept of the logo was like drizzle that like goes on your dessert plate that looks super fancy kind of thing. And that drizzle making the monogram of, of their logo. So it was this drizzle and it was making these letters. And so like, I don't know how many colors is drizzle going to be like, it's going to be Brown. Like it's chocolate drizzle, right? Like it's, it's gourmet. It's fancy. Um, it's like, it's gotta be a color of something that's drizzled. Cause that's the concept. Um, client loved it, thought it was great. And, um, they're like, yeah, that is the concept. Let's change the color of the drizzle from Brown to green. And I'm like, hmm. what, what is green drizzle? Like, that's not a thing. So the whole, like, the changing of that one color, like, changes the message. Like, the message was, like, fancy gourmet food, and it was the monogram. Like, it worked, and the color lent itself to that. And they kept everything but changed the color. And And then it didn't make sense anymore because the color didn't communicate the chosen message. Uh, so like, like at the end of the day, it's all, it's all communication. And like, I mean, right. color is a super important part of that and like can like totally support the message that you're after or totally hinder it. So one of the main things that I do after I meet with like a client to figure out what their needs are going to be, I draw up a, a creative brief, a contract, just like explaining what okay. we're going to accomplish so that we actually have measurables so that like I can be like, here are the attitudes, like, and I'll work with them to establish them. Here are the attitudes that we're trying to communicate. Here are the attitudes we're trying to not communicate. Here's who we're trying to talk to. Here's what we're trying right. to say. Um, yeah, here's how sense. we're going to do it. And then at every point in the process, we're right, measuring against that list. We're not measuring against what I like. We're not measuring against what the client likes. We're measuring against that list because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. That's the message. We've established right. the message. If we don't hit that target, we failed. And it doesn't matter if I like it. And it doesn't matter if the client likes it because it's not going to say what it needs to say. Okay. So it's just yeah, uh, it really like it's, it's communication with words and it's just trickier because it gets nebulous and weird and ill-defined and people have tastes and they want things that they like. And my goal is to find that sweet spot in the middle where the client likes it. It's a thing that they actually appreciate and it's communicating the message that needs to be communicated. That's the, that's the goal. Totally, that's the money. Totally. And, I, and I know what you're saying, but it's just like, you know, this picture, this, this design, you know, the, the consistent language across your mediums is just so important because it's one of those things where, you know, when, when we look at it, we know we like it, but we don't know why. And when it's bad, we know it's bad. You know, and it's it's like sometimes that's the only chance you get to make that impression. That's the only opportunity you have. Your picture, your logo, your um, your, your newsletter formatting is, is the only opportunity you have to make that impression, right? And it's so it's so nice to have that done right, because you know what? Then Mister Electrician can focus on being an electrician, you know, and then Mister Plumber can focus on being a plumber. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about. Like if his message is right, he can he can move on to doing what he or she does best, you know, and and that's the huge benefit of it, I think. And 
it, and it is tough. It's tough to, to look at something and know that looks good and that conveys X, Y, Z. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes that's it. But it's not, it's not actually, I mean, it is as complicated as it seems, but it's not. Like, it's not like there's one right answer and it just needs to be that thing. Um, there's, there's, there's so many, there's so many ways to get there. And I mean, like it takes wrong answers. There are wrong answers, but there are also so many right answers and it's really easy to get like hung up or fixated on like a specific thing and not realize there's this whole world of like other solutions. They're like, no, this communicates the attitude. This communicates the message specifically who you want to talk to and represents your values. Like there's always a ton of answers in that, in that area. And like, sometimes it doesn't need to be super clever. It's nice when it is because it makes it more memorable, but there's always like, there's always a ton of answers um, out there. I mostly just like need to try and find one. And in the process, I, you know, in the, brainstorming process of trying to come up with solutions for logos or um, ideas for posters or whatever it is, I always come up with like way more than I use. Like, like, so, so then you let the client choose. Um, yeah, depending, depending on how it is, I, I make my recommendations. I give them my rationale for like why I think this will work, why I think that will work. I don't show them anything I don't want to make because if I do, they pick it, then they end up making a logo I don't want to yeah, make. Yeah, that makes sense. So I or whatever. So I all like I always only show something that I want to make. Um, that's just me being selfish, I guess. But the more invested I'm in it, the better. Like the more time I'm going to spend, the better. The more I care about it, the better I'm going to do. Right? If I don't care about it, it's not going to be as good. So I want to make something I want to make. And I won't show the client anything I don't want to make, but all of the answers I'll show are like, will be totally appropriate. We could go any of the directions. They will all be great in the end. They will all do the job that needs to get done. And then the client gets to pick what they want and then helps them feel like some ownership in the, in the creation of the logo or whatever, um, making for them and kind of helps them buy in. I feel like that's the biggest thing and probably like my biggest weakness is getting people to like buy into the designs. Like I'm not as good of a salesman as I am a designer because that's like you can, I can make the best thing in the world. I can make the next Nike logo, but if I can't sell it, then, then it's not going to, then it's just not going to exist. Right? Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that's part of it. Sounds like you need a marketer for your marketing. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> well, that's that's cool, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing with me that that design process, that artistic process. You know. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of back and forth. Actually, the company I wanted to talk about, the one that you're working with lately, is Go Coffee Club Go. Heck yeah, it's just Coffee Club. Oh, it's just Coffee. It's Club, just right? Coffee Club. Right, the web web websites go coffee club go. Yeah, we wanted we wanted a sports vibe, oh, vintage go varsity. Coffee club, go, right? Yeah. Dot com or dot ca. Both. Oh, okay. And it's a coffee membership service. It's a coffee membership service that provides you with a different type of coffee every month, and I recommend it. Um, it's a uh, it's a great company run by great guys locally based here in Medicine Hat, um, and all the coffee is sourced 
ethically and sustainably from right now all Canadian roasters, which is cool. Uh, you know, they may expand into the States, which is, which is also great as well. Um, but yeah, definitely go to gocoffeeclubgo.com or .ca and sign up now for, for the um, initial launch that's coming. Yeah. So the, all the coffee is going to be fair trade, ethically made. Um, and then it's a monthly coffee subscription. So once a month you pay for your box of coffee. Um, and we'll ship it to you. And every month it's going to be a different Canadian roaster. Um, it's going to be like good quality. And so um, you get uh, a month's worth of coffee through the, the main subscription. The month. You get 30 yeah. days yeah. worth of coffee, right? Yeah. And, and so we're working with the roaster specifically to, you know, pick what like part, part of it is even just like what's in season. Um, it's weird that coffee, like different regions have different coffee seasons. So we want to make sure that we're getting you the best stuff. Um, we want to get you stuff that you probably never had before and hopefully learn what you like, even outside of just like light roast, medium roast, dark roast. Like that's the easiest way to define the coffee you like, but there's always like each region has a specific flavor. Um, each altitude has specific flavors. Yeah, so, like, how high or low the coffee's grown, like, it has different characteristics. And so we want to help people kind of figure out what they like that way, too. So we're working with roasters to get you, like, the best coffee. So it'll be Canadian roasters, and we're going to, like, handpick the coffee, fair trade. And then we'll get that stuff roasted and shipped to you within, like, a handful of days so it's, like, super fresh, even though we're mailing it to you. Yeah, so... It'll be cool. So that's gocoffeeclubgo.com or .ca. That's how you find them. As you can tell by listening to Kyle, he is partnering with the, the two principals, I guess we call them, and, and helping them with their whole marketing deal and, and getting them launched off the ground. Like I said, local medicine hat startup and both great guys. And, you know, head to the website and sign up. Yeah. Go to the website and then sign up for, yeah, subscribe to the email newsletter. We're doing a tryouts run um, shortly here, and we want to get as many people involved and, and do a do a trial run and also get, like, people's feedback on, like, how the process was and what they liked and didn't like so that, you know, we can, we can do better. We can do the best we can and get you the best coffee. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, I think we'll get out of here. You've cool. been listening to Talk To Me with T and Maddie B, except this week. It's been Talk To Me with Tarek, T, and Kyle. Thanks for coming out, Kyle. Appreciate it. We will catch you guys next time. Peace.